0: Today's episode of On the Break is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. There you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and get started listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM to get started now. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to On The Break, the quarantine edition. I'm your host, J-Mac. Kyle Beats is here with me. I don't know where the hell Josh is. What's going on, Kyle?
1: What's up, man? We're going to hope Josh is uh, alive and well and and safe and sound. I think, free, he's probably been the most hypochondriac of us um, for good reason. but
0: He's terrified.
1: Yeah, he really is. He's absolutely more terrified than I am. Yeah. He... (laughs) I really don't think there's a world where Josh is going to be leaving home in the next foreseeable future. I would say four weeks.
0: Oh, Uh, easily, easily. Josh is the the guy that's looking over his shoulder at every given turn right now, which I don't hate. But, you know,
1: well, it's funny because he's, you know, we talked about he's the kind of guy that's like, you know, food falls on the ground. He'll eat it off the ground. He's fine. You know, he's not washing his hands after the gym, stuff like that. And he's totally flipped the switch. He's gone from opposite ends of the spectrum in, you know, the last three weeks. But in fairness to Josh, he has been kind of talking to us about this in our group chat uh, for, I would say, close to a month now. Like, he's really been kind of on the forefront of this.
0: He has. No doubt about it. He has definitely been the one that is, you know, reading up on the information consistently. Like, he's kept us in the loop with articles even if we'd already read them that kind of thing like he you know like is making a valiant effort to do what he can to help and that I always admire and that's awesome like uh, I I just I hope that we get to see him at least do video at some (laughs) point that that's my only my thing about it
1: yeah and to confirm safety of course but I mean it was just it's a crazy week how everything's played out obviously just in our in our personal and professional lives but the news and how rapidly things spread this week right I mean we went from you know the nba we get an alert that they may be playing without fans now they are playing without fans and then that same day the league gets suspended or within the next 24 within the same 24 hours the league gets completely suspended um and it was really just obviously this is an unprecedented kind of black swan event but the the speed of which it moved throughout the sports universe was really incredible
0: i mean by I mean, everybody kind of th- like wondered whether games were going to happen or not. And I guess we'll talk NBA first and, and just kind of, yeah. I, I don't know. It's all kind of wrapped into the same thing, really. But the way that people thought games were going to be played and how rapidly they were being postponed and changed. And I mean, by the time that that OKC game, I, I tuned into that because there wasn't a whole lot else going on at that point. No. And I just remember thinking, like, it's really strange whenever you've got like everybody just kind of waiting around and nothing was really going on, even though the game was supposed to have started. And whenever I saw that the mascot was out there taking shots, I was like, all right, this game is probably not going to happen. And man, that that's when it seemed like, oh shit, this is real. And within what an hour, the NBA had suspended for the season.
1: Right. I mean, this league wants nothing more than to make money. And if they're, willing to put that on pause for the safety of their players. This is obviously something that should be taken seriously. Now, you know, having a player confirmed positive, which we haven't seen, you know, in, in all major sports yet, I think there's up to three now in the NBA. Yeah. Um, that obviously makes kind of forces the hand that you have to do that immediately. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we can dive into the Rudy Gobert because I've been pretty vocal in our group chat about how much that dude has pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a mistake a lot of people could have made. He, he's donated some money now. He's he's come out and said he's embarrassed. He's he's done everything he can, but it was still a jackass move. Yeah. Um, you know, that being said, I just don't see how they could have kept playing that night, given how all the other dominoes were falling. I think it's the right decision, and Adam Silver is a great commissioner to be able to hand this. Do I trust? Do I think? You know, Manfred and uh, and. Goodell are going to be able to do as good of a job? Probably not. And just the way that they kind of determine what are next steps, how do I communicate with players, how do I communicate with fans, how do I communicate with owners who are essentially his bosses, you know, I think he's going to do a much better job of that than the other leads.
0: You got to to see it unfold in real time, especially with that video of Cuban where you can see that he finds out about it and is like, holy shit. You know what I mean? And like, I think... Cuban has done a good job here of so good. of standing, you know, of jumping out in front of things and, you know, being on the forefront of the whole, I'm going to pay, make sure the workers are taken care of. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of that stuff going on and make, you know, I mean, this affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And the work, you know, you've got on one side of the coin, you've got people that can work from home and, and you know, do their jobs remotely. And that's obviously a good thing for our whole system and society as a whole at least in especially in the US but you know really worldwide and so you have you have a lot of people that have that luxury but you have people that have to go to work there isn't an o- another option and that is what's really tough about this and what makes Cuban stepping up and say hey those people that work you know the concession stands and sell you know like you know, all the staff that helps keep the arena clean and pe- direct people, and you know, make sure that people get to where they're going. Everybody that's involved in a game day, you know, thing are going to be taken care of, and that's that's a big one that's up for debate right now. It seems like,
1: yeah, that's and that's incredible that Cuban's doing that. I thought the way he handled it that night in the presser was was really, you know, what you expect out of Mark Cuban. He handled it really well. We've seen some of the other franchises around the around the league start to kind of take that, you know, take cues from Mark. I think the Cavs are doing that as well. The Lakers and the Clippers are putting uh, a pool of money together to take care of their workers. Because you're right, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that, Average fan does not realize how many people's lives are affected by the NBA that are just not players and fans.
0: Correct, and that's the other thing too. It and it's one of those things. Like I'm surprised that it hasn't been every single team that's done this already. So people like Dan Gilbert are obviously going to jump out in front of that and be like, "Oh, sure. well, I'm on the forefront of this because I'm taking he needs care positive of the PR anywhere he can get it." Exactly, and that's that's a big part of it too, right? And it's yes. at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to, and I've seen the argument which. This is gonna sound incredibly, I guess, elitist, but it's it's really not. Like, it's a really it's a principle issue here. But uh, I've heard the take. I think J. A. Donde was big on this this week, but he was saying that basically the season ticket holders that have games left should just donate, you know, not take a refund and have that go to those workers. Which, in like, in actuality, I'm fine with. I, I am a season ticket holder, so I I come from like a little bit of you know an actual. Uh, non-objective place maybe I don't know but uh, in theory I get all that and honestly I'd be fine with that but it's the oh well those people just because they have season tickets make that kind of money anyway they should be doing that and it's like okay wait a minute that's not necessarily true
1: right and you went you went at him directly
0: what's that I'm sorry
1: and you you went at him directly on Twitter yes I did yeah because he he made mountains our listeners, he said that if you have the discretionary or the disposable income to be able to purchase a season ticket, you should be able to rather than take your refund money, give forward that, that money on to the workers, right? right? Absolutely insane because you don't know there's season ticket holders that make ten million dollars a year, and there's season ticket holders that make sixty five thousand dollars a year. Some people prioritize what their life differently, and some people just love sports that much. Like, fuck J.A. Adande, who probably makes high six figures, if not low seven figures, trying to tell me what disposable income is. How about the billionaire owners Correct. pass it back, right? Which is what we're seeing in some in- instances. But I think that's an insane take from him. Although I get trying to take take care of the workers. If that's your your main goal, totally get that. Yes. The way he's saying to go about it does not make sense.
0: If someone asked me, hey, would you would you donate the rest of those proceeds? I'd say absolutely. No doubt about it but not giving me the option is what pisses me off. And right. further than that, it's what you just brought up. For once the billionaire owners need to foot the bill for something like this. Correct. Because they don't foot the bill for their own arenas, which is becoming less and less common, but still, nonetheless, they don't, you know, foot the bill for actual salary because ticket prices and stuff are paying for that. Like they don't foot the bill for a whole lot here other than the the buying of the original asset. And, you know, and, and that's not a necessarily a blanket statement either because there are definitely owners that, you know, like Mark Cuban that was like, that's not even a question. Yes, I'm paying for that. That's, right. you know, and they've asked him too about like publicly financed arenas, which I think we might go into a little bit during our off off time here because we're going to have a lot to talk about. But we'll get into to what we're going to do in the off off time here in a minute. But, um, you know, he's straight up said, like, why should the public be paying for my new arena? I'm paying for it. And it's like that. That's just how this works, and sometimes as an owner, you have those out-of-pocket expenses that, unfortunately, you just gotta pay. They're unforeseen, and that is what it is. And that makes up for the other years where you make millions and millions of dollars on league revenue growth. Correct,
1: correct. And yeah, we're gonna absolutely have some free time here, so we'll be able to dive into, you know, some of the operations of the NBA a little further. Um, Can't wait. I to really got. I gotta finish just getting it off my chest so we can move yes. on because we're not here to slander players. You know, uh, we we joke around with players, but the way Rudy Gobert handled himself, you know, I've seen some people say, Hey, this could have been anyone, you know, all of us act like this in some ways, dude, fuck that. That guy was a complete asshole. He had his interview, um, his post game interview is it's all over social media where he was basically saying that people are overreacting. Um, and he is, he is a French guy who's been somewhat critical of American population before, but that's fine. Take that, take that out. Just going to, Look at the facts here. And he basically does his post game interview, walks off, and he, you know, puts his hands up, isn't touching the mics, you know, to prove a point, and then comes back and rubs all of the mics and was supposedly, according to several sources in the media and the Utah Jazz team, was running around the locker room, rubbing guys' heads, saying that he was going to infect them, just basically being a complete asshole. And then their best player, because Rudy Gobert is not their best player, their superstar player gets infected because of that. That is fucked up.
0: He got infected because Gobert gave him a wet willy.
1: That is insane.
0: That's absurd.
1: How? If you're Donovan Mitchell, do you hold resentment towards almost Gobert? Yeah. Long term, short term, no doubt. Long term, can you still be his teammate? I don't know if I can. And I don't I know, know that, that I sounds can. Crazy.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like that's why it took me a minute. I don't know that I could. I think there's just a kind of a. Trusting about responsibility, there, right? Like that's what this right. comes down to: is is how responsible is one person in a pandemic type situation? Like, I get, like, I get it that you know we all have to be careful right now, and we'll get into the s- social uh, quarantine. Thing oh yeah, because I we love got this we got some stuff for that for yes. sure. But like, that's just irresponsible it just not. There, it just comes a, a thing where it's like, can I trust this guy in a game seven?
1: Right, that's the thing is you can't trust him in an, in a pandemic. You, can't, you cannot trust him in a game seven. I think that correlates very strongly.
0: But you also can't hold a mistake. I mean, like the guy's a kid. Like obviously he's going to learn a lesson here, and like that's like it really blew up in his face. The fact that he was first made it way worse. Yeah. If he were absolutely. like the third one, like if he were, uh, uh, what's his name? Wood uh, for the Pistons. What's that guy's name? Uh, I'm blanking on his name.
1: Uh, uh I, I can't, I know not, who you're talking about. The third, the third convert confirmed case was the a Pistons player.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but it, it's not like we watch a ton of Pistons ball. You know what I mean? Yep. And, um, Christian Wood. there you go. I knew it was something like that. There you go. It's Christian Wood. third, third confirmed case Then Donovan Mitchell. And then Rudy Gobert before that, if he, if it would have been the swapped order, I don't know that Gobert would be catching the kind of shit that he's catching right now.
1: Probably not as much, but me just seeing those videos, it just shows that you just weren't taking anything seriously at all. And it's no. like, yeah, you could say he's, he's a kid, but I mean, he's 27. I think that's true. he's old enough to know that that's just unacceptable behavior. Yeah. He came back, donated hundred thousand, talked about how embarrassed he was. I get that, but that doesn't, that doesn't make a difference to me. If I'm Donovan Mitchell, I'm holding some, some big resentment and season de- does get turned back on and the suspension is lifted. It's going to be interesting to see what that team's chemistry is like. I don't think it's going to be as strong. And I don't think they were going to win the championship anyways. But, you know, I think we could see them in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs for sure.
0: What I'm more fascinated to see about. So, yeah, I, mean, I am fascinated to see what that's going to look like because, I mean, that had to have almost shattered that locker room. I don't see how it doesn't. Yeah. But I'm fascinated to know because Mr. Wet Willie himself is on a contract year and looking for a supermax, and it's like is that even the optics of that are bad for someone who you're about to it's like someone could pay max money to to lead that team for the foreseeable future and i don't a buddy of mine brought that up to me yesterday like this is somebody that we should consider going after he's a, he's a mavericks fan and like uh you know was just kind of bringing that up and and i was like i don't know that i would
1: i don't know that i would I don't know that I, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that as a Mavs fan because I think he can help our team, but I just I wouldn't want us to do that because he's royally pissed me off. However, I do think at a certain point you're getting a former defensive player of the year at a discount. Absolutely. Most certainly. He's he's not going to get a max deal probably after this. And,
0: Which is crazy. But before, Which Maybe crazy. he will,
1: though. We talk about it all the time. He Some will. teams he- don't give a shit and will pull that trigger.
0: You know James Dolan would do this.
1: Memphis might do this. There are teams. You know what? Actually, I'm going to stop lumping Memphis into the bad organization because they've hit on two draft picks in a row. Well, we'll see how the, they I, how they work as far as retaining them and putting pieces around them. But they're they're showing more competency than say the Cavs, who keep just kind of smoking draft picks.
0: Correct. No, a hundred percent. And I think. I don't know that you're necessarily saying that as a negative thing as far as them, if they wanted to take a swing at somebody like that, because it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it would. It, it's not that it wouldn't make sense. And just historically, they just haven't been an organization that knows how to kind of put it all together. And I think that's kind of what you're coming at. I don't think that it's a. I don't know that it's necessarily for getting in their own way sake, though, as much as it is like the Knicks.
1: Right, right, exactly. No one trips over their own dick as much as the Knicks. But uh, when it comes down to Utah, uh, obviously you're sticking with Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert. They're they're both all stars, but they're not the same caliber of player in any way, shape, or form.
0: When one's already being paid, and one is going to ask for an astronomical amount of money, which you're probably not going to consider doing anyway.
1: Yeah, like that's the thing is Donovan Mitchell probably will not be a, a member of the Utah Jazz because he's going to be. He he will have an All NBA and an All Star, and that's the team that drafted him. They have his bird so he'll have access to the supermax, mm-hmm. and that would probably be at that time because that'll be into next season. We're looking at like these things are getting crazy, dude. It's gonna be five for like two seventy or something.
0: So let me ask you this though: if you're a team in the in free agency coming up. Are you willing to roll those dice on a guy that could severely fuck up the locker room chemistry for some guys that probably hold some resentment? Oh, I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, and I was, but I was kind of, yeah, that's true. But I was kind of moving with the the Gobert thing. Like, as far as, no,
1: like that's the thing is, I I think guys aren't going to like him and respect him as much after this. And I don't think it's going to be every guy. I think that may come down to, okay, if you really need that low post presence. You go to your your premier players and say, "Hey, what are your thoughts here? Are you comfortable working with this guy?" I think you have to have that conversation with your players, and not all owners have that kind of relationship with their players. But like, I think Cuban could go up to KP and Luka and be like, "What are your thoughts here? Like, yeah. are you guys comfortable with me bringing this dude in?"
0: And same thing with the Celtics. Same exact dude, thing. He's that, a, that's, he's, he's.
1: that's a great fit, you know, from a basketball standpoint. Um, I think, I think I could see that actually maybe working out. Hmm. Yeah, I think you got to go to all all your your main players there. You know who you consult on the Celtics is Marcus Smart. You consult that motherfucker first because, hey, all those, I feel like all the four Celtics stars are relatively passive guys. Like Juice gets hyped every once in a while, but like Kimba, Hayward, and Tatum are all pretty like beta type personalities for being such superstars. You know what I mean?
0: A hundred percent. I think, though, with having what happened with Kyrie and everything, you've got to make sure you go to the guys and ask them, are you comfortable with this? What? It, so my question for you is, what is the worst scenario for Gobert? I mean, is there, a, is there a world where nobody wants him?
1: Yeah, and you know where he goes? He Instead of getting a max, he gets $18 million, and you know where he's playing, Madison Square Garden.
0: Probably so like
1: we need more big men
0: we only have 11 power forwards right got got to get some size in there we got to compete with this Philly guy um i, I just <laughs> i'm with you i just i I wonder if there's a world where he becomes just an absolute no, no pun intended in this case but a, a toxic asset that you just can't I think
1: there summit. is a world where that exists i think a lot has to do with how do the next 6 weeks play out with the severity of this true if it, if this gets a little more contained they turn they turn the league back on i think it may be something that is in the back of people's minds but not in the forefront i think if this season there is a world where this season just stops right now and they don't play it out
0: oh this regular season's over
1: right Oh, and and so, there, do, is that? So, do you believe there's a world where they don't play this, these playoffs out, and they just move into next season potentially if things get bad?
0: Yes, because they can't take the risk of saying, right. "Oh, okay, everything's okay," and then like millions of people are dying or whatever, like or h- however many, really. They can't take that reputational risk. Right. But I would, I, I definitely feel, and it's strongly on the table, just from what I've seen, is that everything would end as of this past week, and then we get to June and we'll start the playoffs.
1: Okay, I like that. But let's go in with Which, playing devil's advocate here. Real, let's say the season never gets played. Then I think that absolutely is in people's forefront and, and Rudy Gobert becomes kind of a black sheep in the league.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't I don't see that playing out though. I don't think that we're just gonna resume next week. Okay. And I don't think like major league baseball is gonna start just two weeks late. Like I I I think we're gonna be I don't think that people even quite realize the gravity of what this looks like well, right now. I time. guess
1: let me rephrase that so I'm a little more clear. If this league if this season ends with an NBA championship in any manner, I think it's a lot less of a mark on his on him as a guy in the league than if this season if this season doesn't play out and we don't get an NBA championship or an NBA champion, excuse me, I think that's going to really affect him moving forwards. Even though his actions haven't changed from from today, right? It's it's March fifteenth. Nothing's gonna change with his actions. How this league Plays out is going to determine how people think about him next year. I believe
0: uh, that's probably the best way to look at it because, kind of to that point, we just don't know what the next month or two or whatever is going to look like.
1: And it's shitty because this was we to be an incredible <laughs> season, dude. Like since we've this or since since you and I have been friends over the last four or five NBA seasons, this is by far the best one for obvious reasons. It's just so much
0: more unknown and and just things that are wide open right now. And that is, I've thought about that from a lot of levels, right? So let's just, let's talk out each scenario for a minute. So let's say that the season and playoffs are just canceled. Like it's just done. Okay. So first of all, that's devastating for the Lakers, the Clippers. Bucks. Yeah, for Bucks for sure. Uh, But obviously the whole league, but specifically some of those teams specifically
1: some of those teams, and we were going to see how this Giannis LeBron MVP race finished out, as you and I talked about, because LeBron had just picked up an incredible amount of steam. Giannis was banged up a little bit. The Lakers were looking like, hey, they may actually finish with the best record in the regular season, which I think that could have tipped the scales towards LeBron. Um, We would have been able to see, you know, is is Paul George and Kawhi and and these guys going to be able to get more minutes just together as a unit moving into the playoffs. Cause they were kind of, they were streaking in the right direction. And I really, I know I talked about a lot last episode. I was interested to see how that eight seed in the West race turned out. And I wanted to see how Zion and Ja finished these incredible rookie seasons that we were probably taking for granted because of so many other incredible storylines.
0: I would like to say that if the, if we do just stop from right here and start the playoffs in June, um, my New Orleans catching Memphis take is void. It's not wrong because there's no way that I could have had any impact or that there could have been impact on that.
1: Oh, yeah, because you had New Orleans sliding in as the eight seed.
0: Right. Yeah. So and
1: I think I think had Sacramento.
0: For the record, I just want to make sure I'm not held to that take given the circumstance. But um, anyway, I, I just, I don't, I, I think it's so hard to tell though what we're up against yet. And that makes all of this such a question mark. And who knows what teams will look like when they haven't been practicing and because like it's it's one thing for this to happen to like LeBron. He's gonna practice at home in his his gym. Right. But like what's Kyle Kuzma gonna do? You know what I mean? And that's like
1: Yeah, not not guys taking player player minimums and exception deals don't have quartz built in their home
0: correct and
1: hyperbolic chambers and saunas and cryotherapy
0: right and so like that's where what kind of product are we even looking at after we've been off for two months like that's that seems like a risk in and of itself to me
1: so I will say I think that benefits a lot of these competitive these uh top teams well I think the Clippers need rest I think Paul George needs to get his shit together Giannis just got injured so I do think it benefits him. Obviously, I think anytime you give LeBron time to get fresh legs, we saw what it's done to him this year. Although you, you, you could be in the camp on the other side that says he was rolling and why stop this momentum. So there, there's you know, there is that. Yeah. I think if you want to look at it and say, let you know, going down this this hypothetical of the league does not come back this season, mm-hmm. it's absolutely most disappointing. For LeBron James, and Los Angeles Lakers, because his time, his window is so much shorter than these guys, correct? Than Giannis or Kawhi or any of these other guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the Clippers are just going to run it back again next year. Who right. knows what it's going to look like for the Lakers?
1: Giannis could be an MVP candidate for 10 more years, right? Right. And LeBron yeah. just doesn't have that luxury. So it is a bigger deal for him. Um, I just, man, I don't know why, but I'm starting to. Talk myself out of the Clippers into the Lakers if this thing gets turned back on.
0: But like, that's the thing is like everybody is fresh, but then everybody also is not necessarily in competitive playing shape, and that's where it could play out. I
1: just think LeBron of all players and Kawhi is really high up there as well. I just think LeBron of all players is, would use this break as a time to get himself right.
0: Talk about an unfair competitive advantage.
1: Yeah, like and it was just a genetic advantage too. like that guy getting himself right, gets himself more right than most of us. Right. Like,
0: correct. But you're also st- which I guess the le- the level of talent or uh, I guess play goes down just in general because everybody's still for sure. You know, rusty and whatnot. I mean, it's like play- it's like playing the playoffs at the beginning of the season, like <laughs> an incredible notion. But right. Even so, like it's guys look rusty like people don't watch preseason NBA uh, basketball it's terrible it's bad dude yeah it is gonna, the worst <laughs> it, it would be interesting if they just
1: man because that would be playoff series with that type of play like the right. first round of the playoffs could be brutal yeah and you might see some crazy kind of upsets right like where yeah. you know a seven seed gets really frisky with a two seed just because I mean, it's going to be sloppy, and guys might get hot.
0: Yeah, like the Mavericks take down the Clippers or some shit like Dude, that. It's okay, like, oh so
1: I, I don't want to make light of this virus, but I was so fucking upset when the league got suspended because if they start the playoffs now, we're gonna the Mavs have to play the Clippers. And selfishly, right. while I want everyone to be safe and I want this from a big picture standpoint to go away, that pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so I wanted to play Denver so bad.
0: That's pretty tough. That's for sure. We could
1: beat Denver, dude. Fucking Boban dropped thirty-one and seventeen on them in the last game. We can beat that team.
0: I mean, what a world, you know? Like, what a what a world. Yeah, Where Boban is anyway. But I, I just, in the grand scheme of this, it's a shame though, and it's, it's kind of weirdly fitting in some ways, just with the whole like Kobe thing happening, and like, boy, would it be kind of a is, is it? So let me ask you this: Is it almost like a bigger? Obviously, like the circumstance aside, like a pandemic, global pandemic aside, is it the season's done with, there is no NBA champion. Is that kind of like a, almost like a poetic justice kind of thing for Kobe's legacy in some way? It's
1: so fucking weird. Yeah, that's well put as poetic justice. It's strange, man, because obviously when we're doing that Kobe episode, we think this is going to be the biggest story of the NBA. And now we have the the season that that may not have never been right. One yeah. of the great seasons that may have never played out. Um, yeah, I think it is it is very ironic and in some ways fitting. Unfortunately, um, that it would happen this season.
0: It really is, and it just it feels like there's been this, you know. So kind of zooming out on the whole thing, like I think there's like. I was thinking about this. I don't know if you and I talked about this or not. or you me and Josh talked about this or not? But like the best way to describe what the last probably like week or two is like the week or so has been like, is that it feels like the weeks kind of following 9-11 a little bit. Correct.
1: Correct. Like everybody's walking around with more almost just like somber, like awareness. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like the day-to-day things in life that we're always consumed with and concerned about don't matter as much. And there's more of a focus on like just the big picture of like surviving as an ecosystem together. Right. And it's, you could feel that walking around. And uh, so are you, are you uh, in the camp of just going into Kroger or H-E-B or Walmart, and just hoarding supplies?
0: You know me better than that. Fuck no.
1: Those people fucking suck, dude. So I'm down, I'm down to like four rolls of TP here. I am prepared to... Uh, I am prepared to, uh, you know... Do what you got to do. Do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was walking my dog yesterday and saw my neighbor is one of these assholes who has no less than a thousand rolls in his garage. And I will be... I will be making another trip to that garage, uh, welcomed or not, if, if it comes down to it. But it's like, why do you have a thousand rolls in there, dude? What the yeah. fuck is wrong with
0: you? Yeah, like, I get that you'll eventually use it, but you're fucking over everybody else. Maybe not. He's like 70. I don't know if he's going to get to all of them. It's a, a good point, too. But <laughs> I mean, regardless, like, it's one of those things where, so like, my, my wife and I were at Sam's probably two weeks ago or so, and. We were fine on toilet paper. We always just buy it in bulk there. It just makes it easier. Sure. We buy several things at, you know, those kinds of places. And, like, we're standing there. We're looking at toilet paper. And I was like, no, no, we'll be fine till the next time. We'll, we'll be good, you know. And little did I know a goddamn global pandemic was going to break out. Right. And so she's like, well, you know, of course, I mean, she's not going to hold that over my head. But she's like, well, you, Never you said, that down. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, she's right. 100% she's right. But, damn right. It. What, you know, how, did I, how was I supposed to know? But, I mean, we're. <laughs> You know, like we went to the grocery store yesterday and like I mean, they're limiting two paper products per person, which I think is fair. And but everything else, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff picked over, but everything else was fine. It's there was
1: zero meat at our local yeah. grocery store. It's like, what are what are we doing here, people? Yeah. Like the supply chain is not gonna shut down overnight, right?
0: Like Correct. We're a long I mean, way from that
1: trust me these these CEOs are greedy fucking General Mills is going to have motherfuckers in there in hazmat suits yeah. <laughs> process and stuff like they they're, they're yeah. going to get product out trust me
0: no doubt about it but like people working or not they're getting it out of there
1: i will say though when the NCA shut it down i was like holy shit hold the phone because those guys don't give a shit about human beings or student athletes they care about money the millions and billions that this tournament can bring in and you know, obviously, I think they felt pressed to do it. I don't think those guys, that board wanted to do that by any means. Hell no. I think no. they were pressured to do it um, because they just could never come back from that kind of PR if they were just like, we're going to fucking play. And But it's like, you know, shit's real when they're shutting it down.
0: Correct. It's so first of all, I would like to bring up that we talked about college basketball exactly one time on this show. And the first time we did, the whole March Madness bracket got shut down. So, I guess we got to stay away from that. Yep. And I I was shocked by that too. JB was insistent this was not going like that it was not going to be canceled because of the money factor alone. And he's like he's right. It's exactly what you just said. Like it is 100% the one of the biggest money drivers in sports and they're not going to take that lightly. Just think about the amount of people that watch college basketball for no apparent reason whatsoever every year just because of their brackets or whatever you know and it's that's big business and whatever even whenever they said games would be played without fans in the stands i was like this is over with right it's only a matter of time
1: my my school texas state in the sunbelt conference they they had a chance to win their conference championship maybe they slide in as like a 14 or 15 seed that's why i'm watching not because i'm trying to see unc greensboro get beat by see if they cover the 20 plus 27 against duke like I'm good on that.
0: Yeah, I'm all set on that too. And I do love the uh, the pivot that Coach K made of like, well, you know what? We're not playing. I don't care if it's canceled. We're not playing. And it just it's one of those things where
1: it's a Coach K flex, bro. He can do whatever he wants. But what a weird flex at that
0: point in time. It is. Right? A, well,
1: what I love is the inconsistency of the reaction from the basketball coaches. Um, they had uh, Sean Miller, Arizona's basketball coach, who basically was like. What you know? What the? Uh, what a great time for Josh to come on while I'm talking about Sean Miller. We're um, talking
2: Sean Miller right now.
1: Yeah. So you basically Sean Miller's reaction was like, you know, what, it's disappointing. This kind of sucks. You know, Jay Wright from Villanova was like, I absolutely think this is the right thing. Calipari was absolutely like, yeah, I get it, but fuck that. I wanted to play. I need to be able to sell more, more set. <laughs> seven more kids to come here and sell me their soul. <laughs> he, so it's been a mixed reaction. Uh, Calipari, though,
0: he fucking knew that they weren't going to play. And he was using that as a play. It was a recruiting tool because that's what he does.
1: Yep. G- Genius, whether we want to admit it or not. Absolutely. But bridging the NBA and college basketball. Have you seen this Spencer Didwitty proposal?
0: So, yeah, let's talk more. Well, let's wa- welcome Josh in since he just actually got here formally. <laughs> Hey, um, sorry.
2: Uh, my uh, my uh, goldfish died of coronavirus. So, oh, okay.
0: Well, we sewered you pretty um, I good. Had at the, to, the beginning.
2: I had to, yeah, read him his last rides and bury him this morning. Yeah, we, we
1: started the episode hoping you were you were in you know good good health. We know you've been. I'm surprised you're not in like a hazmat or astronaut suit of some sort at this point. Well, I
2: took off my hazmat suit in order to be pre- uh, presentable for this, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, well, that's debatable, but. Dude. So in North Carolina, I got, I went up there for a business trip. I've been out super busy. So I apologize to you guys and to the listeners crazy busy recently, but I went to North Carolina for a business trip and, um, our company actually has a, a doctor's office on, on site. Right. And I got this, I got the sniffles and I, it didn't go away for about a week. And I thought it was, I thought it was the, just the allergies, but when I would be sitting beside people like blowing my nose and stuff, They'd give me the, the look. Oh my God, this guy has got it. Like, and they'd like scoot over like multiple seats. <laughs> so I, um, I went to the doctor and told them what was going on. They're like, okay, we'll get you admitted as soon as possible. And I swear to God, this doctor comes in, in a freaking hazmat suit. Like, <sighs> okay, what's wrong to do <laughs> with, with, speaking out of everything? <laughs> no, she, she was, she was geared out with everything like gloves up to here. Yeah cover and started asking me the rundown like have you been to China recently are you married to someone that's Chinese are you like everything oh, and again. uh eventually she just turned out that it was a uh, it was just allergies and she took off all of her stuff and I was like oh there's a human under there but now, dude, this peaked? stuff is it's for real man I'm uh our company just said don't work from home or don't come into work for the next 30 days until we can reassess so it's it's for real and if you look at what's happening in Italy dude have you guys read about what's happening in Italy yeah Yes. Those guys are under, you go out of the house without a without a permit to go out of the house, it's $1,000 fine. If you go out of the house and you're infected, one to two year, 12 years of jail. So my
1: coworker sister is actually in Italy. I don't know if it's southern or northern because I know there's a little bit more of a panic in the northern portion of Italy. But yeah. he said he's been FaceTiming her and it's like seriously a scene out of a movie where she can't, she can't go anywhere except the grocery store, which is in the building she lives in at the bottom floor once a day for 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. That I I'll tell you how it's affected us at Sensibly Loud as well. We're about to close a deal on a new pod to add to, for with a couple of guys. It's being held up right now because one of the guys just recently went to Spain. Damn. Like talk about terrible luck. Yeah. So, you know, you need you, need to,
1: being... you need to give him the elbow there for sure. No no yeah. direct contact.
0: Oh yeah. no, he, he we're doing everything remote because we're, I'm no, we're not we're, no. <laughs> They're not coming to the office. Not doing it. <laughs>
2: It's one of the, it's so contagious. It's the CDC previously, or I think a couple of days ago said that they, it can live two to three a, or hours in the air and 24 hours on cardboard and like 72 hours on plastic and metal in lab conditions, which lab conditions aren't, it's not going to live two to three hours in the air outside of lab conditions, right? The sure. sunshine and the wind's blowing, it's going to go away, but that's insane. Insane,
0: really. Josh
2: has
1: been googling so many. He's sent me so many articles. So when you're just when you're scrolling through social media, Josh, I just imagine it's just only ads for like either cold or like subscribing to the most like conspiracy theory type stuff possible.
2: You know what it is? It's it's yeah. It's mostly just just people that are like, no, it's just the flu, not a big deal. And I'm like, you idiots. Yeah. but it's mostly just social media is just infuriating to me right now. I can't be on social media.
0: No, we can't be doing it. You can't do it. Yeah. And I, that's why I've loved tagging you in basketball things over the last couple of days, because it's just been, you know, it's been outrageous. It really oh, has. Yeah. So Josh, where's your take on, we already talked about this a little bit, but where's your take on like, does the league, what does the league do? Like, where are we at here with, in your mind?
2: <laughs> Honestly, um, I, I think they did the right thing. I, I very much think they did the right thing. It
0: Did we lose was Josh? Josh boy? He was here as quickly as he, <laughs> as he wasn't.
1: Uh, we just, we just, we just see him fucking faint. No, I hope he's okay. But dude, I do want to talk about until he gets back that Spencer Dinwiddie tournament, I think makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. It's so what quickest, was the, what was the proposal? way to
1: play it? What was the proposal? So basically the proposal is you eliminate teams 29 and, uh, or excuse me. No, no, no. you, the top two seeds, so the Lakers and the bucks each get a buy. Um, and then you have teams one through 30 play or excuse me, three through 30, play each other in a single elimination style. So three plays 34 plays 29 and so mm-hmm. forth. And it's a single elimination style. And, you have a five game tune up, basically. So we we knock off that rust. You and I already discussed as kind of we see in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So you have a five game tune up. You knock that rust off, and then you have a single game elimination with the top seeds getting a bye. I think that's the quickest way to play this out. And I, the argument's going to be, do we want to leave it down to one game versus, a you know a series of seven? But I think given the situation that that's not a terrible proposal if things get worse.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I just don't. Basically,
1: March Madness for the NBA.
0: It is. I just, I don't see any situation where that would play it, actually play out. I really don't because I think that it gets, it gets really like the whole idea of this is to keep people away from each other.
1: Yeah. I guess that's a good point. That's true. But at the same time, you're you're just
0: saying like if they are able to resume, right? Is that what you're, is that where your head is? And I mean,
1: don't you think that would be, pretty attractive from a rating standpoint as far as we're, we're just trying to get ratings at this, at this point, right? I'm sure ESPN, TNT and ABC are freaking out. If you have a single elimination style tournament with NBA teams, yeah. Okay. Like the first round, like I'm not really stoked about seeing, you know, the Clippers play whoever the you know, the Suns, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not, but once we get into those mid mid-level rounds, I think that would be really entertaining. The argument is just going to be, that it's not a seven-game series. It's a single elimination, so do you really know who the best team is?
2: Yeah. Wait, are you proposing <laughs> that we have an NCAA tournament?
1: Yes. Spencer Dinwiddie is proposing
2: yeah. that. Dude, if you're in a network, in you would know that. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I am excited about that, about a first round. Can you imagine what it would be like to have some, some – because that's the beauty of the NCAA tournaments. Anybody can beat anybody at any given time. Well, the skill level is a thousand times higher whenever you're whenever you're in the NBA, and any given person can go off for sixty at any given time. What if Devin Booker gets super hot and they decide they want to play lockdown defense? Is that a Guess
0: what I hate. The I
2: think m- it's a fantastic thing. I think it would be just so exciting. Guess like, what I I, I, I don't. <laughs> go ahead, Justin. No, I'm
0: sorry. I was going to say. Guess what I hate the most about the NCAA tournament it's that anybody can knock anybody off at any right, point in time right. it doesn't tell you who the best fucking team is yeah that's that's the
2: thing is it wouldn't tell you who the best team is but it would be the most exciting it's you're it's right something. it doesn't it doesn't tell you who the best team every single year is Um, but yeah. it's the most exciting in all sports that's
1: fair. I think we're just looking away at a way to solve the problem of having the season end with no champ crowned right because that happened in baseball in the 90s right Justin yeah, for, right, for different reasons yeah Right, so no, there was no champion that year. That yeah, correct? players no just went on strike. No,
0: no playoffs, no anything. No. Yeah,
1: and like I, I think the NBA is trying to avoid that in any mm-hmm. way, shape. They Justin's can, cat so.
0: looks like he's trying to escape the coronavirus.
2: Back <laughs> back. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> that is incredible.
0: Just another reason to watch us on video versus the <laughs> podcast. No, oh great. man, it's so funny. He's been doing that for like five minutes. I know, she's trying to get in big time. I could been hearing it behind me the whole time. No, so. <laughs> I I just, I don't know, Josh, if there's a world where we go on and just like, so the season ends today and in June we start the playoffs. I I don't, a lot's going to dictate over the next few weeks how this is going to go and what that'll look like. I I personally think this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Oh yeah. And so I think there's a world where this, I mean, the season's done. I think the season's done. Uh, yeah. I don't see how you just kind of to Kyle's point, you go back to playing like Lakers Suns games and shit like that. I just, I don't, uh, you know, cause if you do, you probably don't do that in an arena full of fans. And then that's, I mean, that seems kind of hollow in a way. I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't really see how this continues. It's going to be a thin line, whether it does or not.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, if we're gonna be doomsday's here, and by doomsdayers, I mean realistic, people are <laughs> saying that that it'll slow down with the heat like the flu. I mean, Australia and Singapore are in crisis right now, and they're at hundred degrees Fahrenheit.
1: But I would still rather be in Texas than New York.
2: Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's also because I, I don't out see that. Yeah, I I don't see this slowing down, and I think that it's gonna bankrupt more people than actual kill actually kill more people. Um, and, or then kill people. Bankrupt
1: and individuals or, or corporations.
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Josh but, is
1: all in here. He's pushed yeah. all the chips into the, this. In is, this
2: is conspiracy <laughs> one hundred and one. I love it. Here's the deal. I, I, nobody's nobody's spending money on anything that's not essential,
1: dude. I I went to the the gym the other day, uh, Josh, and the UT UT is shut down, right? And UT's yeah. powerlifting team was in there. And it was extremely crowded. And all I could think about was how you would probably just spontaneously could bust from anger and fear.
2: Yeah, I would have walked out, dude. I would have been, fear, get out of here. I'm not I'm, I'm realistic. I'm not scared. Um I'm holed up in my house. I'm good. Yeah. But I I that's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, it really is. And it's something that I mean, it really transcends sports, it transcends everything. Like it stopped everything. Like, I can't ever remember a time in my life where I haven't been able to just turn on a game and, and just drift away for a little bit after work or whatever. You know, like, that's been the one of the highlights of my life, and it just it's, it's not here right now at all. And there's always those times right now, especially where it's like the NBA is kind of in the dog days of its season and football's over with, XFL's over now. You know, like, all this, you know, uh, baseball hasn't quite started yet. There's that, that moratorium, which is kind of what it still almost feels like a little bit but like it's really strange not being able to throw on the you know Lakers Bucks game or whatever it is and absolutely. You know, and just watch it
1: like i love coming home on a friday or saturday evening at like you know 11 because i don't come home at 2am anymore and just catching that back half of the west coast game i love that like that's part of my routine i love svp at night and getting my highlights in and it's like now you watch sports center and it's basically just sports ca- sports anchors doing like CNN and fox news shit it's absolutely awful and it's like
0: they don't have any choice
1: yeah but it's like that's just always sports is where i go to for everything and we don't have that now and what i'm realizing is i have no depths as a person i need to i need to branch out a little further and expand my horizons
0: well i i'm glad you brought that up because i think we're gonna do a lot of that on the show in the meantime i think we're gonna do some some we're gonna do some basketball stuff as much as we can but i think we're gonna do I don't know, we're gonna dive into some music talk. We'll dive into some I don't know. Josh, you could bring some conspiracy theories and we could talk through those. I've uh, had to talk to my wife. Dude, that's and the I found part. out
2: that she's a teacher and also <laughs> plays the piano. So I'll be back with I'll be back with that information for you guys soon. There you go.
1: Josh needs his own ten part series if we're gonna be talking conspiracy theories. He's gonna need his own spin off here. I
2: like oh. it. I'm not even a big conspiracy theory guy. Justin's a conspiracy theory guy, and he has thoroughly convinced me on a couple of those.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love writing about those for sure. They're they're a lot of fun because they're just so absurd. Because I'm so gullible. I'm like, oh, this is right. This is what it is. (laughs)
2: Mattress firm is laundering money.
1: (laughs) I just love how you went from like as long as the food hasn't been on the floor for more than like 90 seconds, I'll eat it to I'm never leaving my house again.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. People are calling me like people are calling me uh, germaphobe and things like that. I'm like, have you ever seen me in the woods? I don't even drink with a filter, dude. If I get Giardia, I don't care. Whatever. That's diarrhea for five days. But this is not diarrhea for five days. This is for real. I called my parents. I spent like four hours convincing my parents. You need to go underground right now.
0: You live in the woods. Just fight yourself a garden. How (laughs) how many times do you have to have five days worth of diarrhea to be able to say, oh, that that's nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, once and I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Correct.
0: That's unbelievable, Josh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> things are probably going to get weird on this show for a little bit, I think. But I think it'll be fun. I think we'll really say, let the freak flags fly, though. Yeah, I would say
1: more weird than usual. But <laughs> I, d- I will say, dude, even though we're all in pretty major cities, I like the fact of like living in Texas right now, how spread out things are versus being in like New York or San Francisco where everything's built on top of each other. Of I course. will be walking around with immensely more paranoia
2: oh we're going to get to see other people collapse and and then hopefully we'll say okay it's about to happen that doesn't happen for everyone listening i mean yeah that's like we're going to get to we're going to our our government is going to have the the benefit of seeing other people collapse and say okay we need to put in steps in place right now
0: or i will get it and it will be a content fest because i will be broadcasting every single second of coronavirus invasion of J-Mac, if that happens. You're going to
2: have an hour of just nothing but coughing into the mic and nose bleeding and throwing up. It's just <gasps> how
0: it's going to be.
1: He's just trying to convince us he's fine the entire time.
0: Yeah. No, let's go on to number 75 on our all-time NBA list. Come on, keep going. Dude,
1: let, we, we, that's a good transition, though, to talk about. Obviously, we're not going to talk about our top 30 yet, but with us being on a hiatus, like you said, we're going to be talking some music maybe talking to some movies, just talking things outside of sports, but we're definitely going to, you know, take this time to, to our advantage and hash out our top 30. And I know we kind of wanted to talk about what our criteria was going to look like. Uh, Cause I think there's importance that, you know, we have somewhat of a cohesive and community type of criteria, but I also think we should have our own personal biases and weightings towards certain criteria J Mac is going to free the cat. He is finally, <laughs> he is finally allowing that is him in. So funny. I mean, he's been waiting the entire episode for that. But um, that's kind of where my mind was at. Josh, Justin, and I were talking about it earlier. Is that I think we should have some kind of uniform criteria, but I think we should have our own personal biases. And I mean, what do you, what do you think that should look like?
2: Yeah, as far as the top thirty.
1: Yeah, like what's your what is Josh Bristol's criteria?
2: I might deliver to you guys five different lists. I don't know, dude. I don't I have no idea what to do with this stuff, and I don't know what my criteria is either because there's no fa- like what do I do with with Jerry West or what do I do with um even worse what do I do with Bob Cousy like you what do don't you, leave Jerry West out of your so top thirties. What do I do with Bob Cousy then? Fine. What so, do I do with Bob Cousy? That dude couldn't play in a freaking high school these days, but he was <laughs> okay. he's like one of the greatest of all time because he was so early in the game. I,
0: I don't know what to do with that. So, like Kyle said, I think everybody's going to have their different weightings as to what's most important to them. So, Josh, yours is going to be PER. And, (laughs) you know, like, Josh won't have anybody of
1: all time. (laughs) Josh won't have anybody that came in the league after like 1985.
0: Correct. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Nobody. And so, I think. I think what we do is we look at... So I think we need to agree on some set of general numbers. Like, you know, we obviously want to look at points, rebounds, assists. We want to look at what those... And then we want to personally take a look at what those people did for their teams, the the climate at the time, and then what they really contributed overall to the league, to, I, I guess, just what their... I think the best way to describe it is, can you write the story of basketball without Bob Cousy or whoever it is?
1: Right. That's really well said. And I think that's lower on my list, but that is on my list of criteria as far as uh, impact on the game and and superstardom. My, My top criteria, though, is straight up rings, stats, value to your team and and competition within the era you played. Those are like the four main things I'm looking at. I don't know how I've ranked those so far. Um, I might do championships first just to drive Josh up a wall.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> and, and I'm o-
1: just going to go Russell Jordan and just do it in
2: order. But no, I mean, no. I think you're well, going okay, to find Robert Ory first. Jordan, if you're just doing championships. Yeah.
0: You're going to find Robert Ory first there, by the way. So you've got a lot of work to do that, to get around things like that because you're not going to want to no. have Robert Ory in your top 10. I just know you're not.
1: Right, right. So I think mine's going to be championship stats, impact to the team, and then Aaron, what you played, because I do have to discount Wilt's stats just a little bit. Not a lot, but 50 and 27 isn't happening in today's NBA, man. Like, it's just not.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But you also can't hold that against anybody. Like No, so so it's
1: not. It it can't be a detractor, but it may not be a positive. Like, that 50 and 27 is not as impressive to me as what Giannis is doing this year.
0: Correct. And that's incredibly important as far as contextual stuff goes. Right. Yeah. Josh, I mean, where? So, I mean, you've got a lot to sort out in your head, it sounds like, as far as what you want your criteria to be. But I mean, I think we've talked about this too a ton already. The top 10 for all of us is going to be pretty much the same. Give or take a few, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, there's like 15, 14 or fifteen guys that are going to be in our top. Yeah, guys. Like we might have one Kobe or two one through in ten as model. well.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Um, we'll get into that. But I, I think there's a, a a really good sweet spot there of like that eleven through twenty range. I think is going to be the most interesting. That's it's, where things get weird. For that's sure. where things get weird, and I think that's also where we will have the biggest probably debate and and you know just overall conversation piece I guess yeah,
1: yeah. It, I mean, me me being self-reflective on my list just looking at like my top 15 because I've started to try to hash this out I have a lot more big men than I ever would have expected a lot more
2: that's fair I believe it's it it's easier it's easier for big men to dominate because there's less of them
1: historically too In
2: that in that those eras as well that's mm-hmm.
0: true and I can't I'm really excited for like our you know, the 20 through 30 range as well. So I guess we'll probably just do this in like three parts and just do 30 to 20. And then, yeah, you yeah know. I mean, that's where you'll
1: get some, a- some more active guys, I think as well. For sure. Aside, aside from LeBron, right? Like Definitely. a lot of your active guys are going to fall in that 30 through 20 range, you know, maybe a couple in that 20 through 11.
0: Yeah. And so I think that's going to be really good conversation too. Like, you know, just guys like Allen Iverson can't wait to see where he falls on you guys list because yeah, he could be you, anywhere. You can,
1: you can convince me some days he's like 14 and then other days he's like 47, right?
0: Correct. Well, I'm not going 47. that not, not yeah.
1: low. but you know what I'm saying? Like you uh, yeah. can make a pretty like that's a really good example of a guy make compelling arguments for and against.
0: Correct. So there'll be lots of really good talk around that. Um, I don't know what else to add to the top 30. We've been talking about this since we started the show. So, you know, it only took a global pandemic once again for this to happen. (laughs) That's
2: mostly my fault because I just every time I sit down and look at a piece of paper, I write down a name and then I just cry for 30 minutes. So thanks for thanks for amusing me and letting me get my stuff together.
0: I've spent a lot of time moving them around and thinking through it, too, though. So it's it's an ever evolving list to me.
1: I think a big thing that we need to remember to do and focus on is try to remove as much of our our short term bias. Out of this and maybe, you know, because I've come on here and, you know, thrown Kawhi really high in that all-time category. And it's like maybe I need to take a step back and really look at the big picture and not get too caught up in what Kawhi did last year because it was absolutely incredible. But really factor that into history properly and not be too too caught up in that. Correct. Yeah.
2: Kawhi for me right now is about like Wade. Yeah. We'll get into it. Wade's top. Wade might be top 30 and Kawhi might be top 30 as well, but they're, they're pretty, pretty even. Kawhi players. will be on my list.
0: Yeah, yeah. he'll be on mine too. We'll get into it though. We'll, we'll break down all these, these different nuances and stuff. And I'm, I'm fascinated to see kind of too what, what you guys value the most, when it really comes down to 30 players, because this is a tough thing to do because if you would have asked me a year ago, if Kawhi was on my list, I would have said, no, because right. we just weren't there yet versus now I don't know where to put him. And I know there, I know there's going to be spirited conversations around guys like Kobe. And I think that's going to be an interesting one to take a look at too, because I, I'll, I can't wait to see where he falls on you guys lists.
1: Yeah. And I think he's going to naturally be higher on mine and Josh's than yours, but it, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun to see. Cause I already know I'm going to have a, a huge overreaction to some of the guys you put over Kobe, which is what, what we're doing this for and why it's going to be fun. But correct. Um, Yeah. I mean, to your Kawhi point though, like, yeah, he changed your mind on things last year because that was an insane run. Right. And it's like, we got to really go back and look at, okay, guys that are fringe level as well, that they have runs like this, like Dominique, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't alive watching him. So let me go back and kind of study that. And um, that's where it's really going to get challenging.
0: It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We'll get that. I think we'll probably start that in the next couple of episodes. We may have one more between now and then just to give us all time to get everything prepared. But we've got time, like regardless of whether basketball is being played like in June, whenever we get to the playoffs versus like next year, we've got time. So, you know, we typically like during the summertime, we have playoffs all the way to the end of June, you know, or the finals all the way into June. And then we have free agency (laughs) right there. And then it pretty much I mean, this past year, you guys took a couple weeks off and then dove right into your predictions for the following season. We're going to have a lot more time to talk about a lot of bigger things, I think, and I think that's that's a fun part about this, at least, if there's yeah, any good part about it.
1: I was I couldn't wait to recap our over and unders um, because I've been God. tracking those pretty diligently, and I know where I stand and where Josh stands, How and what? I was ex- excited to talk about the results, but ho- that, may, that may be null and void at this point. Do which you have them with you? We, get, we can talk favor. results.
2: Do you have them with you?
1: Yeah, I can pull it up here. It's certainly going to work out uh, in your favor, but there's no way for us to determine... <laughs> where, where these teams were going to finish because these over unders were so so close. But I will say you you did so I made notes of ones that I crushed you on and you crushed me on. Um, most hilariously is I went under twenty six for Memphis. They were over twenty six wins at All Star break.
2: So <laughs> okay, I, I
1: missed I missed badly on that. You were over Memphis, but it wasn't um,
2: it wasn't didn't expect them to do what they did. But, but this was. Like,
1: even funnier, though, just because of you and, and how wrong you were, unfortunately, on this one, was you went under 31.5 for
2: OKC, and they may finish at, like, the 4C, dude. Dude, I had a buddy that was telling me, they're going to go in and make the playoffs. And I was like, no, you're one of No way that that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, here they we go. And I had even props. I was like, dude, that was a fantastic call.
0: I'll tell you what. I will I will project the rest of the numbers out for you guys, and we can go based on that. And we'll just... Just on winning percentage? Yeah, well, I'll I'll figure out the model and we'll go through it and make sure it looks good. But I'll, I'll project yes. out the rest of it, of like what they were on pace to hit and all that kind of stuff. And we'll just go from there and then we'll just, just duke it all out yeah i thought about I'll that you can
1: look it. at winning percentage but i'd also want to put like a slightly higher weight on like record in their last 20 games versus looking at team health as well so we can, do can that. use like a confidence level so we can do that yeah, we can really nerd out on this stuff but yeah, what's have got their average
2: play? players per yeah
1: yeah <laughs> all, all i'm Damn gonna it. say josh is our worst one was we both went over 55 for the sixers yikes
0: yeah, no geez. so like a lot of people seem to have saw that coming but also, nobody did either, so I don't know. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Um, we'll be back here. I don't know. We'll be back in a few days, I guess. We've got time now. We've got, you know, everything's kind of chilled out a little bit, and we'll get back with these top 30 here in maybe a week or two. We'll, like I said, I think we'll have one more between now, and then we'll do something special for it. So, um, yeah, make sure we uh, right now we could use everybody's voicemails more than anything right now just to talk. I've actually got a couple in the the bank for next episode. I wanted to wait till Josh was here to play them. Uh, so we'll make sure to play those. So please give us a call. That number is 972-885-9361. We'll see you guys next week. Plus you shouldn't be doing anything else anyways. There you go. Bye.
2: I hope that wasn't too presumptuous for me to just jump in with you guys.
1: No, dude. But you missed like, oh, it killed me because we had just got, dude, I went on a just Rudy Gobert slashing, dude. At a boy. I was like, if I'm Donovan, I said, if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I'd never want to fucking play with that guy again. Apparently he contracted it from a wet Willie Gobert gave him that same <laughs> <guy. laughs> not that fucked up? I would
2: never play Oh with my God. That is the fun- – you saw that one meme that I sent you that was Donovan Mitchell. The next time you see us go Baron, it's the locker door slamming and Tupac's back there. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude, that, dude, the meme games have been crazy. And, I mean, like what else are you going to do except look at them?
2: Oh, for sure, yeah. Dude, that is – he contracted <laughs> it from a good. – I'm kind of glad I wasn't on the show for that because I, I think I would have la- just laughed for like okay. 30 minutes. You wouldn't have
1: been able to re- rein it in?
2: Yeah. That's the freaking Three Stooges shit, dude. But wet, Willie. Dude. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, that guy is just a grade-A asshole. Like, yes, I think it's good you donated half a million dollars. I think, God damn, just, just launched. Fuck, do you see that? <laughs> yeah. Launch Creamer at me. I got DV hands. I'm not a receiver. That was <laughs> that was risky business. Like,
2: not even quite. Dude, your response to, we should have a dinner Skype date. <laughs> just killed me, dude. I was just dying. I told Jess about that. <laughs> so he
1: said, Before or after we get murdered, uh, <laughs> stir, stir this up? bro, this is what my cup said the entire time I was on air. It's in a Beyonce in boy writing. So I was covering it strategically. It's
2: uh, funny. The you, guys, you guys are at least, hey Jess, how's it going?
1: The escape from uh, Alcatraz by Justin's cat was incredible
2: dude that was so oh, he funny to, he it was
0: just oh. back there the whole time like this
1: dude, for like your, 30 your minutes escape from Alcatraz was amazing
0: <laughs> that's what it's like living in my house